Well, 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 my let's keep it real people. You've been busy bees. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you really have supported me through thick and thin. And it just keeps coming. I mean, I'm getting more listeners, amazing guests. You're sending me speaking engagements. You're referring awesome clients. I just recently got the best clients from word of mouth. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And the fact that you're sending them to me, I know you know what I'm about. So it is so way cool. All right. Now for my next guest. Well, I found Kevin because I was a guest on his podcast, which I just loved the name, Superhero Parenting Podcast. Woohoo! And he was so awesome. We talked about one of my kids' journals, so he came on my show. Not only did we talk about parenting, but so, so much more. I love the fact that this guy really, I mean, really, truly is thankful Every day he's alive and he lives his life with passion and purpose. And he just wants to surround himself with other people like that. Trust me, you're going to enjoy the podcast. Want to share it, rate it, like it. I really appreciate it. Have fun. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Well, you know, I was thinking about this before I brought Kevin on, and now and then... I will put it on Zoom so we can see each other, but I thought about it too late and that's all right because we got to know each other because I was on his podcast. So that makes this even more special, but I'm just going to tell you a little bit about him because <laughs> his bio is way different than everybody else's bio. So let me say, he's a daddy. I love that. It's a first, not a dad. He's a daddy, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a family man, and a person who is thankful every day to be alive. He is also the CEO and founder of The Life Puzzle and Superhero Parenting and Financial Education for Children. Welcome so much, Kevin. I'm so happy you're here. Sandy, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yes, so I I am a man of many talents, I would say, in 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 the uh in a, in the sense of it, but as far as I'm a student of life and I'm a constant learner and absolutely love and blessed to be alive and have an opportunity to, you know, make positive changes in the world. So yes, I, I am the CEO and the founder of The Life Puzzle. It's a small company that I started a few years ago on the basis of some things that my daughter, so my daughter comes from a uh, divorce home. There were just gotcha. a few things that she was kind of missing. And it was a bit of a disconnect between both families. So we created this thing called the life puzzle, which is basically just a blank puzzle that I, you know, kind of fashioned out of cardboard. And we put a number of things on each tile that represented who she was and what made her so special. Wow. Love it. Yeah, it was exciting. Sandy, it was really exciting. And, and the goal of it was 
to kind of give her an idea and a visual reference on a daily basis of each puzzle piece making up who she is. And when one or two or more of those puzzle pieces are out of place, it it doesn't show the big picture, right? So we started working with that. We did this for about, I don't know, give or take about two to four months anywhere in between because she shares time. So it's not like she's here every day. Beyond that, I started testing this with family and friends. Now, my family, my my girlfriend's family, they absolutely loved it. I handed this idea out to some friends. They started doing this at their house and they loved Mm. it. Long and short, they were constantly reaching out to me for questions as far as what was the process? What, where They were kind of lost, right? They had the puzzle. They put it together. Yeah. They, they put what they liked on there for their children. But where do you go from there? So that's kind of where the coaching aspect of it developed. So Gotcha. How it, yeah. So how it works is basically I'll have a client come on and we'll have a conversation just like this. We'll hop on a Zoom call, phone call. If it's just for the parents, then this is something that we work for the parents. In most cases, most of the parents that I'm working with now, they don't require the puzzle. They, they would, they'll take it. I send it out to them. No problem. It's not really their focus. A lot of parents that I'm working with have issues with Either And very similar issues I had with my own daughter, either, you know, their children not listening well, having issues with being picky with food, you name it, anything that a child will go through. Now, look, we we all know that children are unique and there are certain things in their life that they're just going to have those kind of issues with. And that's okay. The biggest process here is to develop good habits, to to develop a bit of self-development on the child's behalf but also recognition and praise for the good things mm-hmm. that they accomplish and also constructive criticism on the things they need work on. So it's kind of go- it's kind of blended into now more working with children as well as working with parents and children. On yeah, top yeah. of that, I started the financial education for children. That's just saying it's just a mini course I created and my goal is to teach financial literacy on our day-to-day finances. At a very young age, cash versus credit, APR, percentages, mortgages, in a fun, exciting way. <laughs> yeah. So what age do you start them at? Right around third grade is where my focus is. Gotcha, gotcha. But other than that, I'm just really excited to be in the space. And personal development, self-development, kind of you know, mindset shifts, that's really where I'm focusing with the parents. And for me, I come from you know, a pretty rough background, right? I had my parents were, you know, they were, they were on the, they were, unfortunately they were on the, on the fence of the physical abusive side. So that for Ooh. me took a toll. Yeah. I need, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a guide. And through yeah. my teen years, unfortunately, you know, i fell into the wrong crowd and the guides that I had were people who were using drugs and alcohol. And those were very, unfortunately the mentors that I that they took me under their wing. So I went years, you know, using drugs and alcohol. And I always had a job. I was always working. I had been a very successful in the automotive industry, but I had a very limited mindset, very limited belief system, constantly blaming everything around me for my surroundings, my environment, instead of taking responsibility. Yeah, It was up until about maybe a year and a half before my daughter was born. So just over 10 years now, 
I've been 100% clean of drugs and alcohol. I think I have wow. one, two drinks a year on holidays. So it's not like one of those things. And I just do it just for the for the you know for the experience with everybody but it's not a uh it's i don't honestly i don't even enjoy it so yeah yeah but at the end of the day for me it was a real it was a real improvement for myself to get away from that lifestyle number one i made a promise to myself i made a promise to my daughter the day she was born Mm -hmm. 30 seconds after her you know coming into the world i said i will never do anything to hurt you and I will always mm. do my very best to be the greatest dad for you. And that's something that I take really, really seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- yeah, through the course of the past couple of years, it was right around when she was five, five and a half that I left automotive in- the, the automotive industry. I shifted into sales. I got into automotive sales. I did automotive consulting for some global clients and then that kind of led me into developing this product pretty much and now transitioning the sales and the consulting kind of experience into the coaching world so it's been a, it's been an exciting roller coaster <laughs> to say the least but i'm really passionate about it i'm really i you know what it is sandy i know myself i know if i had a guide or a mentor right when i was turning you know turning 13 14 when my parents split and things started kind of going downhill so to speak, if you want to say it like that. I know if I had the proper mentorship and the guide then to let me know, hey, look, you're about to waste 20 years of your life. And here's exactly what's going to happen over those 20 years. Which avenue do you want to choose? Do you want to go ahead and make those mistakes and suffer all of those hardships? Or do you want to go this way the mountain is going to be a lot lot harder to climb. You're going to get cut. You're going to get bruised. You're going to curse at yourself, and you're going to want to quit. But by the time you make it halfway, you'll know that you can make it the rest of the way. So that kind of mentality is where I'm at. It's just one of those things where, you know, you, we are all on this planet at the same time. We all have the same opportunities. Yes, there are some places in the world that have less opportunities, and I recognize that. But as far as their opportunity to better themselves, they they have that opportunity as well. And maybe a lot difficult, a lot more difficult for certain areas of the world. And that again, I recognize. But when it comes down to it, if we all tried to do one thing, just a little bit better every day, the world's going to yeah. be a much better place in a matter of days, right? And then a matter of months and years. So Again, yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell, and uh, and I'm just I'm just excited. <laughs> well, Kevin, there is so much to unpack here, but let's let's just back up a bit, all right? Because I got a lot of questions to go in here. First Please of do. all, I think it's great because I've seen uh, some of your content on LinkedIn, and I love that you know you have the different days that you offer, like you know, work it Wednesday, two yes. step Tuesday, yeah. Because that gives, and I'm all about giving back for those of people that need, you know, information, you know, want information, but may not be able to afford at this point in their life type of coaching. So I I really think it's great that you put out all those tips and all that content. It's amazing. But I want to take a step back and I ask all my clients this at the beginning is if you were going to describe your past 30 days, Kevin, in one word, what would that word be, whatever it is, good, bad, and ugly, and why? Okay, so the past 30 days. Yep, any word, the first thing that pops in your head. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> I guess it's Anything. not too tough. I guess it's not too tough. Um, accountability. 
Let's just start with accountability. If that's, I just want, if that's it, that's the first yeah. thing. Okay. Now tell us why accountability. So accountability for me is something, again, like we had just discussed, this was something that I never took accountability. Yeah, maybe on my on my job, right? I, being a mechanic, I worked as an auto body mechanic, and I wasn't the guy doing the repair work. I was the guy, the last hands that touched the car prior to the, to the customer picking it up. So yeah. airbags, interiors, screws, dashboards, anything you could think of, door handles, headlights, bumpers, So for me, I always took accountability in the automotive industry to where I wanted to make sure when that customer saw the car, they saw it and said, hey, look, this car looks just as good, if not better than when I bought it. But as far as everything else, I kind of blamed the world for my problems, right? Hey, I'm not making enough money in this this shop. Now I have to ask the boss for a raise. Hey, I'm tired of paying rent at this place. The landlord doesn't want to do anything with the sink or the, the bathroom. And then getting a little older, complaining about everything, right? Just finding something to complain about. So, Sandy, the biggest thing for me that has shifted, and again, I've I've been accountable now for quite some time, what, yeah, much, much yeah. longer than a month. But yeah. <laughs> being, being the accountability like nut I am, each day I can find something new to be accountable for, including with all the other things, right? As far as posting on social media, no one else is going to do it for me. At the moment, I don't have a team. So yeah, it's it's yeah. my responsibility. I have to hold myself accountable. I have to hold myself accountable to keep the relationships tight with the people that I'm communicating with to make sure that my clients are getting 110% of me. I've got to make sure that I have at least some sort of health, right? As far as I just started kickboxing again, I, that's 20 years off now. So just holding myself accountable to the highest, yeah. meaning... It's my duty and honor and responsibility for not only to be successful for myself, for my family, for my child, but also for the clients that I work with, right? Their success brings more success to me, and it goes way beyond the monetary. Obviously, there's, you know, you're charging for a service, but for me, if somebody doesn't see a transformation, honestly, I will give their money back. I don't want their money. I don't want them to come back and say, hey, you know what? I invested in this both financially and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever their reason is. And if they don't see a result, I won't take their money. I'll give them a full refund. So yeah, accountability is huge. You have to hold yourself accountable to the highest standards, especially when you're running a business. It doesn't matter if it's one person or 100,000 people in the company. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. You were talking about you being a mechanic. And at that time... Blaming the world, which you could find enough people that would be right there with you. I say that. If you want to find people to jump on that bandwagon and be like a victim to your environment, they're going to be like, well, yeah, Kevin, you're right. I mean, look what happened to you. And it's so easy to get sucked into that. I was going to, I think I know the answer, but I just want to make sure. Go ahead. Was the biggest shift for you to get out of that, I guess at the time you were still, you know, being addicted to drugs and alcohol, was it knowing you were going to have a child? Was, I mean, like, was that your big, like, are you kidding me? I'm not doing this. So, yeah, that was a part of it. Um, it. That was a big part of it, obviously. that was. But this was something that I had known for numbers of, at least five years prior. I knew that every day that I used drugs, every day that I didn't go out and do something to stop, it was my fault. It wasn't anybody else's 
But the thing that was my problem was I was hanging around the same types of people who would complain about everything but do nothing to fix it. So it's the old saying, right? Misery loves company, which I wasn't really a miserable person, but I just wasn't holding myself accountable to the mistakes. But also something that I'm sure you've heard a dozen times, if not a hundred dozen times, we are the sixth person of the five people we surround ourselves with. Look, if I knew that, again, in my teen years, and if (laughs) somebody drilled it into me and said, Kevin, you are the sixth loser in this group of losers, and I mean no harm to the people I grew up with. Look, there was a lot of good people that I hung out with. Not all of them were in the same position that I was and the the close, tight group that I was surrounding myself with. Mm. It was a time of experimentation. It was a time of rebellious, right? Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time... You could have, I could have done that in more constructive ways. So yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, my goal right now is to surround myself with winners, right? And I don't care if you're a millionaire or if you've got $10,000 in the bank or $10 in the bank. If you've got a positive attitude and you want to do something better, and if you want to just be a good person to yourself first and then the people around you, then you've got my support. You know what I mean? I'll be your biggest cheerleader, like I said. Yeah. I, I love surrounding myself with people who are on a mission to help others. And that's that's pretty much sums it up, right? So I'm thinking, because I got a bunch of questions for you. Before you came on the show, I asked my peeps, you know, what do they want to know about? And I still want to dive into this because I think I kept getting this over and over again. And especially we'll call him Billy Bob. <laughs> I just make up names. Go ahead. I don't want, yeah. And they still, like, I, what was it? You know, I think it's different for everyone. If it's, he says, I don't know, I don't think he's an alcoholic or a drug addict, but he does feel like he's going out too much, partying instead of developing his business, spending time with his kids. But he doesn't feel bad enough to make the change. Like, what? came over you to say, okay. And was it, that's what I'm saying. Was it, okay, I'm going to have a child or was it before that? No. So it was before that. I, so when, okay, so here's when I was younger, I have, and I still have, and I'm literally in contact with Rivian. I'm in contact with Tesla, or at least trying to get in touch with Tesla. Getting in, getting in touch with Elon is one of the most difficult things I've come to find. It's nearly impossible. I've had these ideas for highway safety and automobile safety, so-called inventions, if you will, ideas. Yes, yeah. These are ideas that can be used on any car all over the world and any automotive highway or roadway on the world. I had these ideas when I was 19 years old. I'm now 43 in September. Okay. It was a matter of saying, I'll have these ideas out when I'm 21. I'll be a millionaire by I'm 25. I'll be the manager of this body shop by I'm 30. So by the time I got to like 30, I'm like, dude, you have not accomplished anything. You have done nothing but show up to this job day in and day out. Sure, your attendance is great. You're one of the best employees here. But what have you done for the world? What have you done for the world? You've only done for yourself. You haven't done anything for anybody else. You're selfish. And it started to really drive in me. And I think it was around by the time I was like 35, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is it, man. This is it. You have gone long enough without making a difference on this planet. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you if you invent a safety item for a highway, 
if you help somebody across the street and figure out a safer way for somebody to cross the street, I don't care what it is. If you change one life, then you're going to do a thousand times better than you're doing now. And that was pretty much it. I, I just said, you've wasted 35 years. You cannot waste any more. Wow. So there wasn't a person in your life that helped push you over that nobody, edge? Of- nobody. Mm. It, was, it was really an internal thing that had been building and building and I guess building mm. under, you know, building under the covers, so to speak, until I yeah. finally just realized time, right? I mean, time that had went by. Yeah. I think and time- 35. Yeah, yeah. I think time is one of those things that, and I've mentioned this in some posts before, you can't borrow it, you can't buy it, you can't steal it. You know, you could have all the money in the world, but the one thing that you can't buy from the doctor is time if, if he diagnoses yeah. you with an illness. Yeah. So it was more time. How much time do I have left on this planet? And how best can I utilize that time? How best can I help others in this world and not be selfish and not blame myself mm. for my surroundings and be 100% responsibility for my surroundings. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not perfect. I'm a thousand times better than I was. But this <laughs> is something that I work on every day. This is not yeah. a... And that's one thing I, I really express. You have to do daily checks. You have to daily check yourself. And this is something where if you want to see a change, yeah, 30 days, you're going to be a thousand times better than you were from the first day we started working together. If you put your efforts in, you will be better in every one of those areas. But when it comes down to it, this has to come from them as well, right? They have to see that, hey, after this 30 days, I've built up these amazing habits. I've built up this amazing new way to approach my day from the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed. I can't just stop after 30 days and expect it to happen like that forever, right? This is a continual a continuous process that everybody has to do. All right. So here you are. I want to just dive into this because my, my peeps, they're hitting me with like deep diving questions. For You're good. Coming. You're good. So it's good. So here you are. You made that decision. Like, what the heck? I'm 35. I wanted to do all these things, This, which is a lot of people. You know what I mean? I said I was going to uh-huh. do this. Uh-huh. What did you do next? What was the next step you took? Because that's what they're sticky. I call it their sticky wicket. Like, I started reading. I started reading books. I, I had never been a reader. I was always a a movie guy. And I still love movies. I'm a big yeah. fan of movies. But books, my brother and my mother had been the artistic, I guess if you want to say artistic, and my father and I were the technical. Gotcha, gotcha. And when I started reading, it opened up a whole new world to what was possible. The, the year of, so my daughter was born in October of 2012. Mm-hmm. That summer, I had still been up nights you know, feeding diapers, this and that, working like like I felt like a zombie for the first six months. That summer, I, I picked up a book out of my father's library, and within the entire summer, I read thirty six books, and I've never looked back. Woo! So when I started reading, that was a big shift for me. When yeah. I started focusing on reading self development books, business books, that was where I really understood there was so much more of the world out there than just my surrounding hundred feet beyond the town I lived in, beyond the state I lived in. And books have really made an amazing impact in my life. I would say to anybody, if you're feeling anything in life that you don't feel comfortable with, find a book on it and learn a little bit more about it. Do some research on it. Books have literally opened up a new world for me, for sure. 
So what are you reading right now, Kevin? I'm in the middle of finishing Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. I've read it a few times already. I'm just rereading it. Yeah. Every, I, I mean, I can go... Look, I, let me see. Let me go through my... Let me go through my, my book. Do you do audiobooks at all? I do. I do. I do audiobooks because I do both, yeah. but audio yeah. has been, Audible, Audible has been very easy as far as time-wise in the car. Uh, yeah, I, was, I love I was, that. I was skimming through an old one, Overcoming Top Sales Objections. This is way back in the day. Uh, the typical How to Win Friends Influence People, $100 million offers, Alex Hormozzi, The 10X Mentor, Grant Cardone, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg. How to Consciously Design Your Own Future. Uh, that's Benjamin Hardy. My brother actually offered another, authored another novel and he sent it to me. Unfortunately, I haven't picked it up yet. It's just been so... I have a list of things that I have. And I told him, I said, send it over. I'll read it, I promise. But... Uh, what was it? What is it? Um, so he's he writes... Oh, man, how do you describe it? I, I guess like L- Lord of the Rings style books. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. very, very, very amazing. I mean, Fantasy. a guy... Yeah, fantasy. He's been, again, he was the reader, the artist. He could draw, when we were kids, he was able to draw a dragon and have every scale on the dragon have perfect shade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really amazing. So his books kind of transition into that. And yeah, so I told him, I said, I'll definitely finish it. Don't think for a minute I won't. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So (laughs) my head is spinning here because I can see actually you're talking about your brother being creative, but your mind is creative because you're all, (laughs) think about it. Like you go and like you go from the kid thing to wait a minute, I'm going to build better highways. Like I'm like, wait a minute, or cars or traffic. Well, that one, uh, Sandy, that one's been on my mind since I was 19 years old. I poor man patented that one. I said, I designed it, drew it out, printed it and and mailed it to myself. At that time, before like the internet was really big, this was like 98. That was the thing that I had read. If you have an idea, poor man, patent it, mail it, send it to yourself and never open it. And if somebody comes out with the product, then you can... I never heard yeah. of that. So wait, it's called Poor Man's... Poor Man's Patent. Yeah, I don't know how true it is. Maybe it was just one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> stories. But how much is it going to hold up in court if, you've, if you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar company? I don't know. Maybe don't they'll know. cut you a settlement. Yeah. For me, I'm not looking to... I'm not looking to... I wouldn't want to be doing that at this point. Back then, that was my mindset, very limited. Yeah. Today, yeah. it's more like, hey, look, can I present this to Rivian? Can I present this to, to Tesla? Can I present this yeah. to yeah. the EV world? Can we work together to where you take the product, you develop, and just give me a percentage of every vehicle or every road it's on? I, I just want my name on it, if possible, but I would much yeah. rather have the product out and helping save lives, right? That was kind of where, because I had been big into cars, I got hit by a car when I was in second grade. So safety, highway safety, automobile safety has always kind of been on my, yeah, I guess, hit list, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's oh, not top priority at the moment, obviously. No, but no, it's, no. But I'm, it's, it's I'm working cool. on it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. So tell us more about the life puzzle. What do you want to do with that? I'm just on the, in the process of growing it into a community. I'm working right now, not really working. I'm connecting with a teacher over in Europe. She's got a company that does a similar online platform. It's almost like a LinkedIn for children where they can oh. learn, they can share. Really cool, really cool. So we're kind of cross-promoting each other at the moment. I'm really just trying to help parents, help parents and help children. Look, 
the world we live in today with these apps where kids are looking at themselves thinking they need to look better than they do the the bullying the three-day challenge i just did last week was all about how children are so special and how parents have just an amazing opportunity to express how special they are so that's kind of where i'm at i'm really trying to push this as you know obviously this is a one client at a time thing but as big as it can get, I'll be really excited. And, you know, I'm looking forward to hiring a team. That's that's the next yeah. steps with it. And you do superhero parenting podcasts. I do. I got up to episode 55 and I haven't uploaded in like three weeks. I've had so much going on and I'm making a little bit of a shift as far as the layout of the podcasts. So I do. I, uh, it's still going to continue. It's just going to have a different like kind of format. It'll still be the same name and everything, though. Yeah, that's been exciting. 55 podcasts for, for somebody who, who has never put a piece of material out prior was... It's pretty cool. Yeah, and you get to meet all these great people. Absolutely. It's a great way to connect with other people looking to make an impact. You and your daughter, you said she's nine right now, right? Yeah, nine and a half. Yeah, she'll be 10 this year. Do you ever try some of the new techniques on her first and say, what do you think of this? This this whole thing was built out with her family and some friends. Yeah, this whole setup of how to kind of communicate better for me i've never been a yell i've never had to yell at her that's not my that's not the way i parent and that comes a lot from the way i was brought up right i feel that that is not necessary unless the child is about to spill a pot of hot boiling water or or run into the street right there's a time exactly i was just gonna say that run into the street stop Yeah, yeah there's a time and a place you know and those kind of things I feel that communication is one of the biggest ways to get your point across, but also for somebody to listen. So that, 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 of course, yeah, a lot of it has been designed and built in the beginning with her, right? And then, you know, most of the newer parts have all been with, with clients, clients feedback. And how can we just make it better, right? I mean, it's, it's never going to be done, so to speak, right? It will always be, how can we make this better for the client? So having your child, is that, why you decided to really focus in on parenting? In a sense, because of my child, but also because of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, you said at the beginning, and that if you had different mentors, and I like the way you put that, I've never heard it described that way, Kevin. Like, my mentors were the kids on the street, you know what I mean? It, it and you're really, right. Look, it, it's it's 100% true, the the wrong people. I mean, I've I've heard uh, Grant Cardone say that in one of his books, and it's it was identical to the way I felt. It was almost like the coaches I had, like the coaches and the mentors I had, were not people who were looking out for my best interest. They were looking out for theirs. Yeah, and of course, of course, they're going to be friends with you. Of course, they're going to let you try things, right? Because they want you to be connected with them, so to speak. Absolutely. So look, I, I own up to my mistakes. I know I I, I know I wasted years. And I know I'm very lucky that I didn't hurt myself doing it, right? I made tons of mistakes. I'm just going to throw this out there because I have a different philosophy. I I don't know of anyone. I mean, again, you want to help as many kids not go down that path. So I'm going to just say that right off. I mean, if you can have mentors and guides and you can infiltrate, whether it's through your social media or coaching, anything to guide these people, it's awesome. But as far as your path, I don't know if it's wasted because I don't know if you'd be who you are I know. today. I, I And Sandy, I do feel the same way. Look, we all live life and we all travel down a path, right? We're, we're yeah. the authors of our own 
of our own novel. I know the mistakes that I made have led up to the person I am today, so that I am thankful for. Yeah. I will say that. I will also say that it would have been it would have been nicer if I could have had it. <laughs> yes, a little, yeah, it would have been nicer true. if I could have ended it a little earlier, if I didn't waste yeah. so many years. But look, it is what it is. I know that was something I had spoke to my girlfriend about the other day. I said, hey, babe, I say, you know, think about it like this. I said, if I had never done any drugs, if I had never, never messed around and experimented, and I just wound up getting out my idea for the car, or I had got into the internet when it was booming, and I was part of, you know, after the dot-com, whatever it was, and I had made a billion dollars, right? What were the chances that I wouldn't have stayed clean because somebody in that area was a you know a drug addict or a yeah. user yeah, or somebody yeah. and i and i would have destroyed a business and then not only destroyed a business but destroyed the lives that were tied to that business the employees so it it is exactly like you said look you can't regret your past you can only learn from it right yeah you may have a little you might have some regret sure there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with having a little bit yeah. but living yeah. in the past was something that seemed to kind of dictate my day to day it was like, well, yeah. this is the way I am. I've been using drugs for uh, forever, and uh, well, let's you know, uh, it's not my fault. You didn't go to college. You didn't have, you know, just a yeah. blame blame attitude, pointing fingers instead of looking in the mirror. That's what I say. People yeah. want to change. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what can I do today that will make me better than I was yesterday? I don't care what it is. If it takes, if if you, what it doesn't matter what if you signal in your car today as opposed to you cutting three lanes, you're better today than you were yesterday. It doesn't matter the smallest to the biggest. Yeah, I, I love that you said that because I'm a true believer in that. Like it doesn't have to be something huge, you know, just one percent, a little no. bit every day. A- absolutely. Another point that I really, that's again why I love books, right? Another point where in John Clear's book, The Atomic Habits, where he says, goals are okay, but they're not the end-all be-all. It's the systems that are in Mm. place to get you to that goal. Because think about it like this. My goal is to reach a million lives. Well, if I just look at that goal on the wall every day, it's going to be so daunting in your mind, like, wow, man, you've only hit 50 families so far. Wow, a million. But as opposed to saying, hey, if I can impact one family today and then one family tomorrow, how am I going to get to that million? By doing one at a time, by outreach, by, yeah. by networking, right? So it's a, different, it's a different way to look at it. For me, in the beginning, it was more goal, goal, goal. And yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Co- I've accomplished more in the past 11 months than I have in the past 42 years. And I'm really excited about that. But also having the systems in place helped that, right? Having the system in place to how I was going to achieve those goals. And that's one of those things, right? Goals, goals and systems go hand in hand, right? You should always have a target in mind, but you should also have a process to get to that target. Otherwise, you're going to feel let down every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or at least that's kind of the way I see it. Absolutely. And it helps you also not get discouraged. You know, it's like by doing you say, okay, I'm a little bit closer. I'm a little bit closer versus thinking, oh, man, I'm never going to reach that. 100%. Absolutely. I love it. So Kevin, what's going to go on for the next year? What are you going to do? Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it. Connect, connecting with people who want to make a difference. I've got a few things lined up that, I mean, I'm not really able to say anything because nothing's solid yet. Yeah, yeah. 
but you know they are they're all in line let's just say they're all in line with the with the ultimate yeah. company mission here to help people i love that yeah. i love it and i love that you're emphasizing parents it yeah because yeah. well, it's so needed whenever you and i go into schools and work with the young kids but man, if you're not doing anything with the parents, you know. I know, I know. Trust me. Look, kids, kids are mirrors of what we do at home. Also, yeah, that's one thing. Like a child is going to mirror exactly what they see in their parents. And who was it? Was somebody I connected with? Oh, John McLernan. He was one of the one of the earlier podcasts I did. He made a really awesome statement, and I'm like, dude, I do the exact same thing. And he said, if your child always sees you on the computer. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to pick up the phone. They're going to pick up the computer. If they see you working when you're working, obviously, they're going to understand you're behind the desk. If you're working from home, right, you know. But if they see you picking up a book, stretching, exercising, exercising your mind, right, they're going to want to mimic that. They're going to want to follow that. And that is – when he said that, I'm like, that is so – my daughter and I have always been active. Like, that's been my biggest thing with her. Hot, let's get out of the house. I don't care yeah. how hot it is. Even if we go out for five minutes and we come in drenched in sweat, you know, that's one of those things where it's you're building, a, you're creating a memory with them, but you're also showing them that there's much more to the world than what you see on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we're surrounded with tech. And that was a part of the three-day challenge I did last week was how to reduce screen time at home and this was something so really cool one of the one of the families i work with right they were up to a total of a hundred plus hours a month on screen time that they Mm. were able to reduce by 25 percent and then another 25 percent where they are now we haven't had that catch-up call yet but we're talking (laughs) 50 hours where they are now able to do things separately, together, or more more constructive things, right? Because look, and it was it was really simple. Look, the average person comes home from work, they feed their kids, they you know they shower them, put get them ready, and then they're sitting on the couch staring at a television for four hours. You multiply that seven days a week, you know, four four yeah, weeks out adds of the up, month, man. And then at the end of the year. So a really crazy statistic. Let me pull this up. This is nuts. This is I have it on one of my slides. Hang tight. Listen to these numbers. We spend an average of two hours a day, 38 days a year, locking and unlocking our phones. The average human attention span has gone below that of a goldfish. <laughs> Those, I mean, we're talking goldfish. We used to make fun of that. We used to joke with each other. Oh, your goldfish brain, 15 seconds. You don't remember what you said. Yeah. So that is pretty scary. And that that's not me making that up. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've read on multiple sites. Like I'm basing the process that I'm trying to help people with with facts, not just me blowing yeah, I, smoke, yeah. right? So it's yeah. scary. It's really scary. So the whole premise was, hey, look, how many projects do you have at the house that's been sitting around? How, how many slats of the fence have been broken? How many rooms have you wanted to repaint? Let's reduce the time that you're wasting collectively and – the, you know, one of your one of your children can help set up the masking paper on the floor during that one hour they've saved out of the day, and you could start the primer on the next. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's so true. Sim- these are simple things, Sandy, that anybody can do, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Like, I don't want to overload anybody who works with me, but I do want to challenge them. I do want to challenge them for themselves, 
And we're never going to go past the point of, hey, this is like so far. You can't go from zero to 100 is what I'm saying. Incremental steps add up and then it becomes a habit and then it becomes a part of your life, right? Yep. I love it. I love it, Kim. Kevin, we got to wrap up, dude. So before we go, my let's keep it real people, they're going to know every which way to find you and look you up. Perfect. Perfect. What I can do, is there a way I can, I mean, I, they can just go right to thelifepuzzle.com. So that's www.thelifepuzzle.com, thelifepuzzle.com. Awesome. All right, Kevin, before we go, any words of wisdom for the peeps out there? <laughs> oh man, uh, look, I can give you I can give you one quote. I, I'm a big quote guy. I've been writing a lot of quotes down. This is a this is an easy be the designer of your world, not merely the consumer of it. And again, Ooh. that's yeah, that's James Clear, uh, Atomic Habits. That is one of my favorite one of my all time favorite books. Yeah. I be love the designer, that. be the designer of your world, not merely the consumer of it. I love it. Yeah, really psyched. Yeah, so cool. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. And my Let's Keep It Real people, you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.